0: burgess show i am of course your host rob burgess on this our 94th episode our guest is tony diaz writer activist and professor tony diaz el libro Tráficante, was the first chicano to earn a master of fine arts degree from the university of houston creative writing program he earned his bachelor's degree in communications from depaul university in chicago Diaz is currently a professor of Mexican-American literature and rhetorical analysis in Houston, Texas. Diaz is also a political analyst on What's Your Point, which airs on Fox 26 Houston. He also hosts the weekly bilingual radio program Nuestra Palabra, Latino Writers Having Their Say, which covers Latino literature, art, and politics on KPFT 90.1 FM Houston. His essays have appeared in the Houston Chronicle, the Texas Observer, CNN.com, the Los Angeles Times, and the Huffington Post Latino Voices, among other publications. He wrote the novel The Aztec Love God and is included in Heco en Tejas, the anthology of Texas Mexican writers. He recently launched the column, The Cultural Accelerator, to address issues that other publications don't address in a unique style and point of view. He is the lead writer and editor for the textbook, The Mexican American Studies Toolkit. He also is an educational consultant for school districts implementing innovative curriculum. Diaz currently resides in Houston, where he continues to fight for intellectual freedom and freedom of speech. Diaz made national and international news when he led the Libro Traficantes in defying Arizona's ban of Mexican-American studies by leading veteran members of Nuestra Palabra to organize the 2012 Libro Traficante Caravan to smuggle books banned in Tucson back into Arizona.
1: My name's Tony. You might have heard that Arizona had the audacity to ban Latino studies. Well, I'm here to introduce... A few new words into the lexicon of Arizona, courtesy of the protesters' handbook, written right here in Houston, Texas. First phrase, Libro Traficante. Me and my fellow Libro Traficantes will be smuggling contraband books back into Arizona this spring break, March 2012. If you want to get involved, visit the website, LibroTraficante.com. Second phrase, wet book. These are books that we smuggle illegally across the border to be used in underground classes where we will conduct Latino literary studies. It's a lethal dose of Dagoberto Gilb coming at you, Arizona. Third phrase, dime book. These are paperbacks that used to be worth only $10, but are now invaluable, thanks to your fascist laws, Arizona. House on Mango Street, 25th anniversary edition by Sandra Cisneros. I heard she's leaving San Antonio. Maybe we can convince her to come live in Arizona. Contraband people. Arizona, we're throwing the book at you. V for victory, vatos.
0: In December, A. Wallace Tashima, a U.S. federal judge in the U.S. District Court for the District of Arizona, ruled against the state, declaring the ban unconstitutional. And now, on to the show. Hey, how's it going? Hey, how's it going? Good. Good. Thank you so much for uh, for taking the time. Uh, I didn't. I didn't. Sorry, I didn't know you had something after. Uh, I'll. Uh, <laughs> I'll no, 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 no problem. And I appreciate
2: you taking up the issue, keeping it alive.
0: Oh, absolutely. Yeah, for sure. Well, for uh, people who don't know who you are, uh, just go ahead and uh, introduce yourself.
2: Sure. This is Tony Diaz, of Libre traficante. I am a writer, activist, and professor. And we're here celebrating that this is the first year that that racist American law banning Mexican studies has been overturned. So we're kicking in the Chicano, the Chicano Renaissance right now
0: absolutely and uh i first uh came into contact with you of course because this was how many years has this been now this is three years i guess four years i mean was this a 2000 yeah
2: we did the
0: the caravan back in 2012 oh man that's crazy yeah but uh yeah yeah. wow okay but this is yeah this is a long time coming
2: no exactly and the court cases at least since 2010. Um, so the, the law banning Miss American Studies was first um, implemented back then, but the uh, the court case just got overturned um, literally last, I guess last month was the, the last step. Mm-hmm. But I think what what's important for folks to know is that the 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 Tucson Unified School District, they actually had the leading Mixed American Studies program in the country Hmm. because they had Mixed American Studies kindergarten through 12th grade. Mm -hmm. And basically, it had been transforming the school district. And students that were outside of the system, weren't graduating, all of a sudden were seeing phenomenal success with the curriculum. And lo and behold, some far-right Arizona legislators basically dismantled the program with this terrible law that accused the curriculum of several things, including promoting the overthrow of the government, which is just plain ridiculous. So Mm -hmm. (laughs) um, I think what's powerful is that that basically would have been an attack on freedom of speech for all other groups had it been upheld, but these students in Tucson stood up to it and it really is great that we could now celebrate that it's been on the turn.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And um, I think one of the things that was amazing for me was that uh, a book that I had read because it was tried to be banned here in my state by now uh, Purdue University uh, head and at the time Governor Mitch Daniels uh, tried to ban uh, the people's history of the United States by Howard Zinn. Uh, And that was one of the books that was in the Mexican-American studies class that they specifically were upset about. So I I also, here in Indiana, have experience with that that, you know, form of censorship. It's like, uh, you call yourself a, a book smuggler, that's what Libro, Libro Traficante means, uh, but literally it's like these ideas are so dangerous that they're willing to, like, that, you know, they, they have power, obviously, you know, uh, that otherwise they wouldn't go to these lengths, right?
2: Well, no, and, and I think that's, that's... You make a great point. Uh, I think there's two, two facets to, to dive into with what you just brought up. One is that... The Mexican American Studies program did not deal only with works by Americans or simply Latinos. It was buried, of course, so including uh, the work of Zan, who is brilliant, mm-hmm. and I think the other point that you make is that um, this is very powerful material, which I didn't get introduced to until I was in college, and here were high school students mm-hmm. <laughs> walking around <laughs> debating and having intellectual discourse on Mm -hmm. people's history in the United States, which, again, I, I, I cannot fathom any negative impact of that. To me, it's like a win, 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 win if we've got youth reading that work, debating it, and here we have you're right, not just in Arizona but other states, folks that not only want to discourage our youth from reading those specific books, I think they also want to kill all intellectual endeavors, because I mean, I think that's really what the dangerous part of this terrible law was. There'd be a message that Oh, there's some books that are bad. If I'm not sure if that book is bad, I better not mess with it. And, you know, we're at a point where here we've been struggling so hard to get our youth and our, and our communities exposed to literature. Yeah. But then, just like that, an, an administration can get a whole state to be scared of,
0: of books. Mm hmm. Yeah, yeah, and treat them as if they're some sort of like contraband thing. Uh, I, I just, I, I did find it amusing that uh, that video you made where you had like the books in the trunk and you looked like you were some kind of <laughs> drug smiler. That was pretty funny. <laughs> Right, yeah, I mean exactly. Like I
3: got into education to stay out of trouble, but evidently I was <laughs> <trying to laughs> <into education>,
0: right? <laughs> exactly. Well, yeah. Well, not to be too you know hyperbolic about it, but as, as far as like you know, every time there's an oppression uh, happening, they're always suppressing language and speech and books and reading and literacy. Like that's the first thing, and yeah, expertise and intellectualism, and that's always the stuff that goes first. You know, like that's how that's how they break you down. is that they destroy that first and then they come for everything else.
2: No, and I think that is really um, important to dwell on because at the end of the day, and and at the end of the day, I think there's folks in the society who are not scared of our youth if they're in gangs or anything like that because they learn how to deal with that. There's a police state to address that. Uh, you know, obviously that's a tragedy. But folks from Canada, with that law, it showed that there's folks who are scared of our youth reading books, mm-hmm. and it showed that there is an attempt. There's not a conspiracy. There is an attempt to keep our community from advancing intellectually. Mm-hmm. Literally tried to stop and stomp our intellectual advancement. So these ideas are dangerous. And it, it, it is very powerful to see that. Okay, this stuff is potent. That's why they're keeping you from us. So no, and I think too, it's fascinating that we as artists can reveal that that uh, irony, duplicity, with the word "liberdecant." I think it is a powerful word because here is you know something that's... Really a great way to convey thoughts, ideas, in history, which is a book. But yeah, now we've got to sneak it, and now we've got to... You know, we, we started underground libraries, okay? <laughs> um, Right. The whole world had turned upside down, but, but luckily it was too late. Too many of us had been into this mind-altering prose and were ready to react. And make sure that that uh, racist, American law was kept in check. Because that's another mm-hmm. great part of the story is that, unlike Arizona's anti-immigrant laws, its anti-ethnic studies laws were kept in check. And in fact, also that the whole movement that. They're Joined all of the brothers and sisters that united behind Tucson, wound up spreading ethnic studies to so many other states. So, it we realized we'd been taking this knowledge for granted. So
0: mm-hmm. that's the other flip side of all this. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, it kind of all reminded me because all this uh, this court case being decided came out right around the same time the CDC banned. Uh, some words. I thought that was interesting. It's like, huh? <laughs> so this is the, exactly like 1984 to quote another book that I'm sure has been taken away in certain places.
2: <laughs> well, I know. I mean, and, and even now with this uh, book fire and fury, Trump lawyers tried to mm-hmm. um, stifle the book from being disseminated. And in fact, today I just heard I just heard uh, an interview where Trump talked about. Taking a strong look. I'm not sure what a strong look is.
3: (laughs) (laughs) So weird, yeah.
2: (laughs) Whatever that is. (laughs) Uh, I guess squinting really hard. (laughs) Squint really hard (laughs) at the libel lot. Because they're unfair, you know? (laughs) But, well, I think that is the bigger picture in that. And you you have our current president who is praising dictators like Putin and the uh, the now dictator of Turkey, Erdogan, Mm who was democratically elected, has you know has become a dictator too. Mm -hmm. Um, He's praised them, but these you know the these books, the, the book that. Uh, prayer Fury would not have happened in a totalitarian society. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I, I, I know for a fact that a totalitarian society, the writers, they go after the writers first. Mm-hmm. Uh, like you were saying, they silence them quickly. Um, and that is the way to stifle language. So, well no, you're right. This, there is something bigger at work where... Uh, there is a freedom of speech that is so powerful in the minds the nation. I, I would add that as well as that um, it was the students in Tucson who led this struggle, mm-hmm. and then I think people jumped on board because it is a very American uh, value of,
3: mm-hmm. of speech, and,
2: and it was clear that. The the far right racists of Arizona were going after Chicanos and Chicanos first, obviously. But I think mm-hmm. most Americans could see through it and knew that hey. That's that's basically the core of what it means to be American. And
0: mm-hmm.
2: uh, hey, the pen is still mightier than the sword.
0: You know? Absolutely. Well, I mean, uh, you being able to read uh, different per- differing perspectives didn't allow them to have their whitewashed version of history uh, that they want to shove down everyone's throats. They don't. They don't want. There's only one version. It's their version. If you don't follow that version, uh, you, you would can't be heard. So. Uh, no,
2: uh, and you know what, too? I, I, I'd like to throw in an example of some of the healing aspects of the literature. Because, again, um, you know, and, and I,
0: I'm trying to have empathy. You did have empathy after we won. <laughs> no, like, yeah, you, you did win, I guess, so we shouldn't be too. You know, you know what? I'm saying? <laughs> you don't want to be a sore winner, but yeah. But I, and
3: it's like, I, I can see how there were
2: some folks that jumped on this bandwagon to prohibit the courses Because all they heard was that there was a course promoting the overthrow of the government. Mm -hmm. And if people didn't dig in deeper, to them, they're like, well, yeah, there shouldn't be a course like that. But if you know the material involved, you know that that was never even... That, that, word, that sentence doesn't appear in any of the 80 works
3: mm-hmm. that were
2: part of the outlaw list. More importantly, one of the books, uh, A Place to Stand, which is a memoir, uh, it was written by a Chicano writer, Jimmy Santiago Baca. Mm. That's his life story. And he talks about growing up poor illiterate, committing a crime, and winding up in jail. Mm. And unfortunately, that story is prevalent in our communities. However, he got exposed to poetry. Mm. And he winds up teaching himself how to read in jail, and writing poems, getting exposed to literature, and changing his complete outlook. And to me,
0: Especially if you're not, uh, you know, somebody who's who's from that background, and you're trying to do what is it like to be that person? Books are a great way to do that. Um, you know, I've lived the lives of many people through books, of course. So, um, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. But um, how has uh, Texas been doing with the hurricanes? I know you're there in Houston. Are you guys, how is the recovery? Well,
2: you know what, I mean, um, what's... what's of course, this has been a crazy time because we couldn't celebrate the victory uh, as much as should have been. Because literally, after the um, court case ruling first came out, Hurricane Harvey was looming over Texas, um, and of course, I mean just to throw more darts at, at the fascists in Arizona.
3: Um, <laughs>
2: Right after the first ruling came out that that overturned it, and we're still waiting for Toshima's final um, opinion to come out. Mm-hmm. Uh, a few days after that, that's when um, Donald Trump pardoned convicted racist Joe Arpaio. Oof, yeah.
3: Um,
2: so here in Texas, we were, worried getting, we were worried about getting wiped off the face of the planet, mm-hmm. you know, and. You know, we couldn't really dive into the victory. Um, we couldn't really respond back to uh, Trump um, pardoning our pile. And that Harvey hit, and it was ugly. Uh, thank goodness, um, myself, you know, um, we had some rough damage in my house. Fence was down, but I was not homeless. And um, I know a lot of folks who were homeless, um, mm. folks who are not documented, are not. Uh, able to get FEMA help,
3: uh,
2: mm. right, and it was it was very ugly. Luckily, folks from all over the country gave support, uh, you know, donated uh, resources, and, you know, Texas banded together across uh, party lines to help each other out, and,
3: you mm-hmm.
2: know, um, the, the tricky part is right now where we're, um, we're, we're Part of the population is out of the woods, and I think what's tricky about Texas is that there's enough resources where some folks are back to business as usual, but there's still a segment of the population that is still in um, rentals, uh, hotels. Um, I know several families that are still repairing their house. so it, there's still some folks that have not fully recovered mm. at this stage. Um, of course, it, it's this odd time too though where um, you know you, you can walk the parts of Houston and it's returned to what's been before, which is also, a danger because we've got to do some serious thinking about how the urban sprawl is being developed, and yeah. What we're doing, yeah. So we, we can't go back to business as usual oh, no. without planning long term. But, but, but again, you know, I'm fortunate because I do have an advanced degree, insurance, you know what I'm saying? I mean, mm-hmm. th- things that may Take for granted as, or worse, things that folks who are living check to check have to uh, forego mm. because they don't have the funds. And you know, if you didn't have insurance, flood insurance, or car insurance, at Harvey, you may still be struggling to get your cars back on. But again, I mean, that's one of the big things about education is that if you get if you get an education, you have know, a better chance of getting jobs where you have this sort of
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And, and that's at this you know, this day and age, you know, with the uh, the upheaval of climate, among other things, it's super it's super important to be uh, into tune to that as well.
0: Mm hmm. Yeah, well, he, he said a lot there, and you know, Trump talks about cutting regulation, and you know, Texas is famous for being just go wild, urban sprawl. That's they're okay with it. Uh, that's that, and look how it comes back because you know, just unre- you know, Trump's always like regulations, regulations. Like maybe sometimes you shouldn't build a parking lot everywhere. Um, maybe that would help. I don't know. Like, but I, I live in the <laughs> suburb too. It's just I live in urban sprawl here, and there's no planning. It's just like go, go, go. And we're gonna to have to rethink that, you know. As you said, the climate is changing. It's gonna rain places it didn't used to rain as much. Um, so,
2: yeah, no, it, exactly. And, and I mean, it is—it is a whole that you know, there's a whole movement to deny the, the impact that we're having on the climate. But mm-hmm. it seems like an attack on intellectual views, or scientific thought. Oh yeah. Where, I, I mean and it's not that far removed from the tax of freedom of speech. Um, now, you know,
3: now universities are being portrayed by the far right as
2: these dens of uh, radicals and whatnot. <clears throat> so to me, it seems like this is the next phase in this uh, uh, anti-intellectual uh, movement, which we, we've got to watch, only because that to me seems like the, the bottom line is moved in that, you know, I, I'll, I'll say this, I firmly believe that the overturning of the ban of Mexican American Studies in Arizona is one of our most important civil rights uh, laws and acts and legislation in our era. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll have to look back in history and see if that's the case, but I think that that is huge that now those folks who are waging the sense and sexual battle are moving the battlegrounds and looking around. And, and I see part of that coming up in this, uh, um, you know, views against science, the science that indicates there is climate change and yes. um, negative views of what the universities are really doing.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, and the thing is, people, you know, don't realize, but this is what we talk about when we say that Poverty is, uh, it's, it's, it's a function of this because People that don't have the means to protect themselves or get away, they they bear the brunt of the, of these changes. And the rich people can go hide for the hills. You know, this is a class thing and a and a race thing. And a, it, it's it's all mixed up. It's 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 not just like here's here's this and here's that. It's like you know, it's all it's all together. So exactly, exactly. And and folks, if they ever come a Houston,
2: they're always going to go to the Galleria which is on one side of town. They could go to the parallel universe, which is, um, you know, they could either go to the west side or the east side, the east side out of Varios. And that's where... You can just smell the difference in the air. I mm-hmm. feel like you're saying. Yeah. And those are the folks who
0: suffer the brunt of all this on a daily basis. Absolutely. Well, gosh, uh, I know you got to go here in a minute, but uh, I always ask this before we go. What music have you been listening to lately?
2: Oh, my goodness. You know what? I'm on an EDM kick. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> 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 so, so I'm all about the uh, electronic dance music right now, and then um, mo- mostly because my son—I uh, caught my son listening to Rage Against the Machine. Nice. And it's like, boom oh, you know, and I'm like, oh my goodness, I don't want him to stop listening if I keep listening to
0: <laughs> Oh right, he like who, who who wants to listen to that?
2: <laughs> so I'm like, okay, I gotta, I gotta let him have have that arrow
0: <laughs> but he's the perfect age for Rage Against the Machine. That's just don't touch that. Just let that be. <laughs> just touch that let that happen.
3: <laughs> Exactly.
0: <laughs> for sure. Uh, well, uh, hey, thanks for jumping on the phone here, and uh, I'd love to talk to you again soon. And uh, yeah, congratulations on your on your victory. I think it's a victory for all of us. Like you were saying, it's it's really like one of the good pieces of news I've heard. Um, you know, I really think that we have to you know keep pushing and, and keep don't take anything for granted. I guess is what I'm saying. No, so.
2: beautiful. Thank you. so much for for uh, keeping the the issue alive, for all the support, and for keeping freedom of speech
0: alive. Absolutely, great. Well, you have a great night, and I'll talk to you soon. Yeah. Right, bye. If you enjoy this podcast, there are several ways to support it. I have a Patreon account, which can be found at www.patreon.com forward slash Rob Burgess Show Patreon. I hope you'll consider supporting in any amount. Also, please make sure to comment, follow, like, subscribe, share, rate, and review everywhere the podcast is available, including iTunes, YouTube, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play Music, Facebook, Twitter, Internet Archive, TuneIn, and RSS. The official website for the podcast is www.therobbergeshow.com. You can find out more about me by visiting my website, www.thisburgess.com. And if you have something to say, record a voice memo on your smartphone and send it to therobburgesshow at gmail.com. Include voice memo in the subject line of the email. I have no idea what, if anything, I'll be doing with these, but it could be interesting. Until next time.